Hello, friends. My guest for you today. Oh, wait. I, before I actually go over the guest, you know, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about really the art of manipulation, polarity, <laughs> and sexuality and masculinity and feminine. You're going to learn. If you're a businessman, this is for you. If you are someone that's struggling in life, this is for you. If you're just somebody that's like stuck in Walmart and just like literally hating your life, this is for you. This is actually for everybody that you need to actually grow. I have my guest for you today, Nico, Unintensity Coach, co-founder of LimitlessMasterclass.com. I also have Aaron, who is somebody that helps people with their health founder of healthmaster.com and I also have Emil Steenvelt. He is the cry guy. He is the person who has the biggest network of people that come to his events and get their lives absolutely changed. You can see him at emilsteenvelt.com and we're going to find out a lot about this story. So that being said, intro. I wanted to get you guys on here because I feel like we were all traveling at the exact same time mm. and then mm. at the exact same time. And I threw Nico in here because I just like, thought it was funny. It's Nico um, <laughs> to add like a little bit of spice. Right. But I feel like while we were all traveling, I just had an intuition that I felt like a lot of us was learning a bunch of stuff. Mm. Uh, was I right about mm. that? Yeah. I have a mad story about how oh. I forgot my passport. Just right now? Just before coming. What happened? Should I save it for the? No, you do it now. Are yeah. we talking? Are we on? Now? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're fucking rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured we were rolling. What, what if we were rolling? What if the moment we said we're rolling, Emil's like, "Oh well, so we're back. rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> we're rolling." Hey, hey. Like, <laughs> are the cameras are on? <laughs> Hi there. No, that yes. happens though every I'm single time. Every single time I'll get somebody on and I just want to, like, I, I usually secretly press record and then I just make sure, like, Dima and Anastasia get the cameras ready and mm -hmm. I just try getting them warmed up. But then the moment I'm like, okay, we're recording, they're like, oh, so, um. No, they literally go to every yeah. single podcast that they've been on, mm. like, on autopilot. It's annoying. I get it. But none of us are like that. No, not at all. No. <laughs> Anyways. So I was heading to Australia. Yeah. And I, my driver, my normal driver that I could normally get wasn't available. So he sent his brother and he came about half an hour late. And it's, what's interesting is that that day I had the strangest feeling. I was like, I feel like something's going to go wrong. <laughs> and I was like, why am I thinking like that? Because usually, you know, in Bali you think that shit and it comes, right? Yeah. Anyways, I go back, I go home, and I'm packing my stuff, and I'm getting ready, and uh, the driver's about half an hour late, so I'm already like, okay, it's still an hour and a half, I'm fine. I'm on the way there, I get out, and I'm walking up the, the ramp, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to get my passport out, I don't have my passport. <laughs> and it's 9.35, and at that time, I checked the exact time, it was 7 past 8. And I'm like, shit, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, right? So imagine this, right? Straight away, you, you go into panic. You're like, I can't go back because the traffic is ridiculous. I'm like, okay, what can I do? What are my options? So I literally sat there, and I'm like, okay, what are all my options? Okay, I can go jacket. I'm like, who's home? I'm like, where's my passport? You know. So I'm thinking, first thing I do is I call my housemate, Ben, right? I'm like, Ben, where are you? And he's like, I'm at Colony. I just sat down to eat. And I'm like, I need you to go and get my passport. And he's like, what the hell, dude? Because there's three things you need to remember. Your time, your flight, and to get your ass there on time. And you forgot one. 
And I'm like, I know, can you just get my passport? So he goes, gets my passport. I said, I'm going to call a Gojek to meet you back at Colony. So we go back to Colony. He finds it. I go, call me as soon as you get there. So he gets there. And then the Gojek, thankfully, speaks English. He's like, Emil, he's like, I can't find Colony. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you know how it is with Gojek sometimes where they can't find an address? So I literally, I'm Googling the address. I send it to him in his, in his uh, inbox. He finally gets there. And I'm like, you're going to look for a guy with tattoos. <laughs> so he finally gets there. I'm like, Ben, the Gojek's coming. He picks it up. And I said, I'm going to pay you. The fee was only $332,000, right, to go to the airport. I said, I'm going to pay you. 200,000 if you get here in 20 minutes. Because that would have been about 8.30. I'm like, there's no way he's going to make it by 8.30. But I know he'll speed his ass up if I pay him another 200,000, right? So he's like, okay, 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 sir. And now I'm already thinking like, holy shit. I can't go into the thing and check in or tell them what's going on. But I was like, I realized that, you know, they don't check your passport anymore, like to check in. Mm. Like they just let you through. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? So I go into... Qantas and I'm like listen I haven't got my passport but I'm it's on the way what's the latest I can check in and they look at me and they're like uh 8 45 <laughs> and I'm like it's 8 33 at that moment and I'm like okay 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 I said my passport's coming he's like and I was like how far is it away I called the Gojek he's like I'm 12 minutes away and I'm like okay well that can mean anything right in Bali you know this so he's on his way and in my head, I'm like, well, my possibility is that I'm going to have to buy another flight. But I'm like, let me just see if I can really pull this off, right? So it's like the adrenaline kicks in, but I'm also like, okay, don't stress, don't stress, breathe. Okay, what can you do next? So I literally go back and I'm talking to the counter staff and they're like, okay, the latest you can come in is like 8.45, 8.50 max. And I'm like, okay, cool, remember me, I'm going to come back, Okay. So I speak to the guy at the front that's like, what, can I, what, do you, what have you done? And I told him, and I'm like, listen, can you speak to my Gojek driver and tell him to meet me? Because the Gojeks can't come into the airport. Mm. So I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to get him? And he has your passport. And he has my passport. So I'm like, how am I going to get him to come in and know where I am? So I said him, I get the Gojek driver to speak to this concierge guy in Indonesian. And I said, I need you to meet him, tell him to meet me on the third floor. Now, he's probably never even been into the airport as a Gojek driver, right? Because none of them like, have probably flown. So he's like, okay, third floor. I'm like, okay, I need you to meet me on the, the left-hand side. He doesn't meet me on the left-hand side. And I'm waiting there. So I go down to the left-hand side, and I've got my bags, and I'm getting ready to, I've got the cash ready. I'm getting ready to, like, pump him. It's, it's like a fucking track. Just like, put that in my yes, fucking literally. hand and just, like, run. Yeah, yeah. like, literally. So I literally turn around and I'm like, okay, every Indonesian <coughs> that came running towards me, I'm like, Gojek? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh. Gojek? I'm like, no. <laughs> right? To the point where it's like literally 8.58. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to do this. And he calls me. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, okay, where are you? He's like, I'm coming. I'm like, I need you to run. I'm like, I got this cash for you. You need to get your ass up the stairs. And he's coming. He's coming. He's like, three, four minutes, it turns over. It feels like an eternity. And I'm like, I've already started to accept the fact. I'm like, I'll probably miss this flight, but you know what? I'm going to give this still a red hot go, right? So as I come out, right, before I came out to, to meet him, I went through that line where, you know, you check your bags in and stuff. And I said to them, listen, 
I'm coming through. I just need to pick up my passport. I need you to remember my face so I can come straight back through because it was lines everywhere. Mm. They're like, okay, cool. So I tell them that I go through and I'm waiting there the whole time and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then he calls me. He's like, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up the elevator. I'm like, what elevator? He's like, on the right-hand <laughs> side. And I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, he's on the other side. I'm on this side. I start running with my bags. Like, mm. you know, like Home Alone, like when they just like you're about to miss the flight. Mm. So I'm running through. I have the money ready. He's like, Emil. I'm like, yes, here. He's like, I hope you miss your, get your flight. I'm like, thanks. And I run <laughs> the other way, right? Mm. And I'm running through. And then the woman recognized me right through at where I told her to remember me. So I go through. And I got a Chinese woman in front of me. And no offense to Chinese people, but they have a lot of stuff they pack. And they shit, man. They had, she had so much stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm talking like not just a little bit of stuff, but stuff that was heavy. It broke the conveyor belt. The wheel came <laughs> off. And when it, the wheel came off, I was like physically, because they had to stop the conveyor belt, I put the wheel back on. I'm fixing it back in. And then they started again. And then literally my bag comes off. I pull my bag off and literally all the signs are blank. I'm like, there's two people there. I'm like, I'm here. It's already like 9.04. When's your flight? 9.35. <laughs> and it's an international flight. So I go out, I go in and I'm like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I like, I, I told you I was going to be a little bit late. I, and they're like, okay. So they're on the phones and I'm like, just breathe. It's cool. It's cool. Just breathe. And I go through, and they're like, yep, we can, we can get you on. I'm like, sweet. But it's not over. What the I st fuck? I've happened? still got to go through customs, yeah. security check. Now, you think you got it. But I don't know about you, but I've missed flights before where I've been on the other side. <laughs> and I've been there early, and I've still missed a flight. Mm. And this time, it was like, I think it was like a Friday night. It was crazy busy. Mm. So I go through custom uh, security check, go through suite pack all my things and then I come into the where the customs is and it's packed now in my head I was like shit I'm gonna have to ask 10 people to go excuse me excuse me come through come on I've got to make my flight I'm gonna be that guy that's the fucking worst it is yeah and I'm literally like I look to the signs and I'm like residents Kitas holders and I'm like I'm gonna enroll them so I literally go straight to that there's three people on that line and I go in and I said excuse me my flight's in literally 9.35, I need to get through. And he's like, okay, come through. And I get through in literally five minutes. And then I run nonstop, mm. like I'm doing a marathon with my bag. Bum, 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 bum. And literally I got to the gate and it was the last call. And I was the last person on that plane. And I got on it and I sat there and I was like sweating. And literally sweating, like you, <laughs> literally. And I, I was like, I can't believe I pulled that off. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about this is in my head, I was like, okay, what mm. I got to learn from this? Yeah. But more importantly, I was like, if I hadn't done the practice of years of learning how to deal with the situation and respond to it versus react, like my old self would have been like, stuff it, you missed it. Mm. You're going to miss the plane, just get a new flight. You just missed out, yeah. just give up. Whatever. Just basically give up, yeah. right? Yeah. And in that point, I was like, let's see what I can do. Mm. What would be possible? And it literally took every inkling of thinking on your feet, like yeah. being present, to going, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? Which is responsibility versus blame.
Mm. No, I could have blamed myself and be like, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you stuffed up, you know, you know better than this, which did happen at the start, don't get me wrong. Mm. But in that moment, I was like, okay, what else can I do? And every single time I got to the next challenge, and I was like, what else can I do? And then the next challenge, and I was like, what else can I do? Mm. And ultimately, that's what it came down to, was like me just getting that flight, but I was like, holy moly. This is what's possible when you practice being mindful, when you practice presence, when you practice dealing with your emotions and your thoughts and not mm. reacting to them and letting them take you over. Yeah, that's crazy, man. When, when, when like shit like that happens, you, you just want to just be like, fuck this. And then, and then you react, right? Yeah. Like it's so crazy because I literally feel like everyone went through something similar like that where, you know, we're all like conscious people. We all, mm. you know, did our personal development. We all went to elevate. We all cried because the cry guy was there. <laughs> and, um, but, but like, you know, you leave those environments and then you start forgetting exactly how to act when like shit hits a fan. Like, and, and it's, it's also the exact same thing when life just seems like it's going good. You know, your business is good. Life is good. And you don't have like that negative resistance. So you almost forget to actually do that. Yeah. And then when it actually happens, you're like, fuck, this actually hurts. Like seriously, dude, the exact same thing happened with me. Um, when I went to Chiang Mai, right? I, everything was good. I was like, oh my God, everything is good. You know, like business is good. I got my team. I'm writing in my gratitude journal every single day. I'm like, I'm so grateful for everybody, for Anastasia, for Dima, for Hanson. Oh my God, my <laughs> dog, Tiny and Chinta and whatnot. And I was just like so grateful. Um, and there was no like negative resistance. But then I literally went over to Chiang Mai um, it's the first time I see my parents for the first time. So a lot of the old pain body started coming up on, mm. you know, how I used to feel when I was kind of just smothered with too much love, I guess, um, which some people are like, well, fuck you, Mike. I didn't have like a loving family or whatever, whatever. but you know, but yeah. like it, it, it was a lot of babying me and stuff mm. like that. So there was a lot of like, like, I don't, I, I need to show that my man and stuff like that. And dude, it would actually get really bad. Like my mom, last time she was here, she would want to like baby me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring a girl back home and I'm just going to look at her and I'm just going to bring her back into my room. And my mom saw last time actually. And she was like, oh. and she wanted to get mad at me. Right. But she, she's like, I, I want to get mad at your brother. Cause my little sister's here too. Yeah. But she's like, I can't like, yeah. So the, the family dynamics is a little bit weird. Right. Um, it's literally like, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing this girl back. There's nothing you can do about it. But it was crazy because it was the first time. <laughs> it was the first time. Um, in a while that I saw my parents and not only that, but then I also brought somebody from uh, Bali over. So it was like the first time that I brought someone like on an intimate level while traveling and then saying, and then my parents are like, what's going on? And, and that's then, never easy. Man, no, right? it's not dude. And then, and on top of that, apparently um, our ad team was scaling too fast and we thought we were making money. Like he went and scaled from like $1,000 a day to $2,000 a day to $5,000 a day to like, he was like saying, bro, it's crazy. We spent 14 grand today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, well like <laughs> what's going to go with like that? That's awesome. Like, where's the money? He's like, dude, watch man. And in 24 hours, we're going to pull in 10 sales. I'm like, dude, that's still like a loss at five grand. Like what the fuck dude. So then this entire time I also realized that, oh, maybe if I don't bring my laptop to Thailand, then I can maybe, you know, heal this like childhood trauma that I have. So I didn't bring my laptop. And like every single day, dude, we're just like losing freaking money. I have to be present. There's elephants here. And and I'm just, dude, it was freaking hard, man, to, to be in a place where you're there and you literally can't control that you're losing money. You're trying to convince everyone that you're losing money. Everyone's thinking, ah, oh, you know, we're good, man. We're scaling, bro. We're scaling. And 
like it, it was just freaking scary, dude, because that shit was like tied to a lot of my personal stuff and then I had to front a lot of stuff. But dude, there was a point in that moment where I wanted for some reason because like my parents were there and then everything was so different and a lot of like my old self and the old anchors were like up that I just wanted to almost like lash out at my team for no reason. Mm. You know, I wanted to like call them and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you like, are you, are you like dumb? Are you stupid? But then I literally realized right before that happened and I was like, fuck, if this was the action that I actually take, this will cause resentment. And then I know what happens when people start resenting you. They call you in the middle of the night and say, <laughs> hey, I resent you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... And then, of course, then they, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then they would actually want to do something that would actually mess you up. But then you would see that and then you would think that they're a bad person. But that is just the objective reality that you portrayed on them. But they were forced to act because that is how you treated them. Mm. And then, dude, I feel, like, I feel like there's so many times in our life where we are afraid of something. And it's because we're afraid of that thing. And we act as if that already happened. That it creates this ripple effect that allows the people in your life to then respond in the way that you didn't want them to respond. Yeah, because you know? your energy is literally yeah. putting it out there before you even open your mouth. Mm. And what's interesting you said just before it was like, I wanted to lash out. And why do we lash out? Why we, do we do that? We dude? do because straight away Fuck. when shit goes wrong, like even I, I was in the airplane, in the airport and I was, I started getting mad because I was like asking them questions and that, that I didn't understand. So I'm getting pissed with them, but it's my fault. Yeah. Right? I forgot my passport. Did you do one of those things where you talk slower to people that can't understand you? Apparently, because if you do that, they could understand English at that so point. So if... Uh, <laughs> you, no. Or you no. ever see, uh, when you ever go to a Walmart, this usually happens at a Walmart, at a cash register line, where someone gets mad and they start clapping, like, listen, I did not buy this. Can I get a refund? <laughs> that is straight up in America. Only, it only happens shit. in Walmart. That is like, are you listening to me? <laughs> no, I can't because they're fucking clapping in my face. <laughs> Do they have that in Belgium? No. <laughs> in Russia, they're just like, we'll lucky like, ourselves. No. You know, no, well, it is what you guys were saying. It's simple. It all, everyone has a plan until somebody punches you in the face. Well, that's with life the same thing. Mm, usually that's him. <laughs> usually that's me, yeah. So we all have, we are we're very conscious <laughs> until something gets wrong and then we lose it. I mm. love when you talk, dude. But, but I, I, I love, uh, what I would do if I was you, mm. just next time, start whispering some <laughs> lady that works there her ear and she will arrange it just like that you will not need to run <laughs> look look at you yeah, look at you bro we were talking we were like yo emil's like students are all just like sexy women Absolutely. what's going on no, no, no. When, when i'm when i'm thinking about like remember when you were talking to all of the people like hey i'm gonna be back remember my face i imagine your face just like <laughs> and then we were like, oh, for sure, opening their days make them cry oh, a little. Really like, oh. We all we all know that, like, ultimately, if you want to make things easier for yourself, it's better to be nice, yeah, but than to be rude. Mm. It's like people will be rude, and they're like, mm. "I'm not getting what I want." Mm. Why? And then it's they spit like, in your food. Literally, later on. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, if I, if I really want to make life easier for myself, then how would I speak to someone 
that I want to get something from or, or I need support from. Mm. Would I talk to them like shit? No. Mm. So it's like, it's really one of those things where sometimes our frustration can get the better of us and then we get frustrated because we're frustrated with ourselves and mm. we push it onto someone else and they're like, well, you just made your problem my problem. Mm. And that's not fair. So then I'm like, well, fuck you. Boom. Mm. And then I'm like, well, see, that just proves that you're an asshole. But I was an asshole in the first place. Mm. It's like we mirror. Well, I think we often become an asshole because we, a lot of us are, are pushing away our needs. Mm. And because we, we learned earlier on that we have to put the needs of other people first. And then we push it away, push it away. And then we hope, like they call it like Robert Glover, you know, mm. the nice book? guy one. Yeah. Yeah. Got so the audio book, never listened to it though. And you have to, it's such a powerful book. It's, it's, <laughs> it talks like about covered contracts <laughs> where, where you say, I do something for you and, and then I hope you do something for me. Mm. But it's manipulate, manipulative, you know. You it's like guys when they buy drinks, they're like, "Oh, I'm exactly. gonna buy you drinks. So you have to sleep with me." In other words, for the next ten years. In other words, I treat you as a cheap whore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I believe that 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 say yes and say no. Mm. They're there to say no. Then you're gonna be less inclined to explode. Mm. That's what it is. It's like frustration under the carpet until you drop over it and fall flat on your face. But then, but then, because because I want to talk about what you just said. You're like it's manipulative. You buy this and you get that. But then, mm. sometimes, for example, when you understand psychology, you you almost feel a little bit manipulative because you can start getting your way. But it's also like a mutually beneficial thing. Like for example, it's like whenever I want something, it's like how can I, especially in business, how can I make the person that I'm talking to that I want to do business with, want what I want even more. Mm. You know, and then how can I position it, It's almost like uh, what you're saying when you're nice, mm. you know, then people are actually going to be nice. You know, so how like who is the person that I need to basically um, what is like the energy that I'm vibrating at that will then inspire the other person to then take action based on the, the, the man that I showed up as, you know, what this is a, a great point, because I, I heard this on an, another podcast the other day from someone that said something about like how to get what you want out of dating. Yeah. And it's interesting because what she meant to mention was um, she said something like it really turns me on when you do this, mm. right? Now, I find that manipulative in a way because it's a way where it's like, I'm just going to say this in, even if it's not true just because I want to get what I want. Mm. And even the, the thing is we, we all do manipulate in certain, certain ways. What we need to do is figure out instead of just going, I wouldn't do this for every person that I get, and Mike said, I'm saying be nice to people all around you mm. and your life will be easier. Be an asshole and your life will be harder. Mm. So instead of just mm. doing it for the people that you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Ooh. I like where this is going. Wow, because because some people that I know are fucking assholes. Yeah. They do whatever the fuck they want. But for some reason, and it's interesting, I, I want to talk a bit more about this, but they get whatever they want. And people respect them for them. Because when they say yes, the rare times that they do, then it's highly valued. So mm. I, I like you because you're nice to everybody else. And I, I, I love that. I love that more people are like that. But sometimes the opposite is, is true. Just because I'm kind doesn't mean I say yes to everything. Mm. There's a difference. I can be kind and still say no mm. and be assertive. And that doesn't mean I'm a, a people pleaser to everybody to be able to go, yes, I'm going to say yes to everything. No, it's setting boundaries, but it's understanding that you're doing it in alignment with your values. Mm. Exactly. 
You ever you ever uh, read the power power versus force, the map of consciousness? No, dude, it's been the dopest thing that I have ever. Like it's been my north star in the past couple of weeks when everything was just like up and down, and I just felt like shit. And there was like almost all these times, and Anastasia pulled it up multiple times. Can you pull it up again? I think you pulled it up. Um, Many uh, times already. The map of consciousness. Yeah, so what it basically is, is you have different vibrations, right? Mm. And and you have the force vibrations, which is fear, guilt, shame. And then you have the power um, vibrations, which is like love, gratitude, and peace. Yep. And whenever so, you do a decision, you got to ask yourself, you almost got to like check in and be like, okay, before I actually make this action, where is like the intention coming from? Yeah, yeah. Am I doing it from fear? Because mm. it'll probably not be like the best result. Yeah. But if I'm just like, oh, I love everybody and like I feel so much peace and gratitude and like, yeah, this could happen because like I don't care. And then even if some people are like, well, what if they take advantage of you? You actually don't even care because if you're operating at that level, you're like, okay, well, something's going to come back. But if not and you go over the guilt and shame, then you're like, fuck, they're going to fuck me up. I need to do something. I need to protect. I need to contract. I need to make sure that like my shit is like better than theirs. Mm. It is, look at that. Ooh. Yeah. I used to feel like that too, man. You feel I used it? to feel like. If I'm giving to this person, then there's not enough for me, you know? Mm. And I was, it was like fear. I was like, oh, if I give all this to them, then mm. it's not going to be enough for me or I'm not going to get it back or whatever. Where do you think that came from? I don't know. I, Most times it's, it's funny because like whenever I say I don't know, Emil's always right. like, Emil's like, whenever what? you say I don't know, that means you know. Yeah. <laughs> so what true. is it? You know then. You know. Oh. Um, Here you go. Am I getting coached right now? You're about to. (laughs) You see, you see me, Nico, and Emil just like. I was like, no, it was just like I think it was the scarcity mindset that I used to have, you know, back in the day, and that was why I had no money. Like that's why I was on welfare because I had a scarcity mindset. I was like, I'm just gonna do enough for me and Mm. not care about anyone else. Who used to ration when you were a child? Sorry. Who used to have like ration when you were a child? What do you mean? Like who would be like real tight? Like oh me like that no before that where do you learn it from must mean somebody oh my dad yeah yeah so it's like I see my father doing this yeah and it's like this is gonna be the way he survived and yeah. it's like well fuck it. everyone and their dog it's for themselves so this is how I'm gonna do it and I guarantee your dad got that from his dad and yes. so on yeah your dad's from where Africa Ghana yeah. Ghana yeah yeah so straight up it's like it can be generational yeah mm-hmm. and then we pick up on these patterns on a generation over over generation. And it's like, now that you know it, it's up to you to go, okay, cool. How do I break it? Now you're breaking it. Yeah. It's like, my child's not going to have the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. But it is generational, absolutely. Mm. But it's also a bit biological. Like, like our nervous system is made to survive, you know? And, and it's like, if we're stuck in that survival, you know, it used to be evolutionary adaptive, but now we live in a society that's very rich and safe relatively and, and healthy and so but our nervous system has not evolved yet so fast and we can get there but it takes a bit more work i think mm-hmm. to really realize that we are safe that we are there is rich there is plenty and that and and i think only by doing it by staying present in that intensity of <gasps> what if i don't get back then you will see that just by giving like you said like giving more you will receive much more back. Mm. I, I think then you get like this positive, optimi- optimistic uh, vortex almost, you know, where you pull other people up because when you give more and you have 
you expect nothing in return, other people are going to be saying, wow, that seems amazing. It feels fulfilling. Just, I was talking with, uh, uh, with Gavin, and he talked with somebody that, that uh, was following, following his, uh, his, his films. And uh, we, we have this course together, and we gave it to him. Why? Because this guy was a year ago, he, he lost 100 pounds. So he called with him and expected like a big man, like in his profile was a big man. And so he appeared and all of a sudden this guy was ripped. And he didn't have, he had only had one arm. So in one year, this guy had transformed his life, mm -hmm. but not by just focusing on himself, by helping other people doing the same thing. So beautiful, you know. But it's so weird because you said um, it's generational. You said it's biological, dude. I think it's even like in the entire species. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was reading, um, like Sapiens, mm -hmm. and by reading, I was like audio booking it because mm -hmm. like I feel like I'm dyslexic, and sometimes I feel like I forgot I freaking know how to read. But dude, um, have you guys read it? No, but yeah. it's a great. Book. Holy fucking shit, dude! Like the moment I read that, I was like, dude, this is all fucked up. Yeah. Dude, cause so same thing about this, and this explains a lot where like the trauma comes from in the pain body. So lions and sharks, yeah. up until we came, it took them 30 million years to become the apex predator mm. in their exact like niche, right? Human beings became the apex predator of the world within 30,000 years. And what he was saying is it was be, it was like we were like this weak, feeble creatures that actually before were just kind of like the vultures that whenever someone like a lion would kill an animal, we would just then come up and like eat the scraps and eat the marrow mm. and stuff like that. Um, and then when we became powerful by using this community, right, in this tribe, mm -hmm. that's why like we we have this need to want to be with other people exactly. we have this need to build like so many entrepreneurs build shit on their own but then they start like working in a tribe like holy shit this is a yeah. lot fucking easier but what they were saying is when they made it to the top it, it's like it's like when you make a bunch of money but then you're still not the person inside that deserved it mm. right so you you self-sabotage yeah, yeah. that's literally what's happening with the species bro like we went all the way to the top we've only been around dude like we got started in agriculture maybe 12,000 years ago mm. that's not even that far like think about this dude we're, we're literally like that person in the trailer park that won the lottery and then now we're just dealing with all the repercussions that's why we're like destroying so much fucking shit and that's why knowing how we, to handle it dude and then we like <clears throat> you think and that's why i think there's like so much like the default state for most people is just like this hate and anger towards other people that that's why like if they you look a little bit different like in another time and place we could all be freaking warring hmm. um mm. just because we look different you know exactly we would kill each other <laughs> I, I would or, or, I, so violent, or I would probably uh, own you guys actually Sadly actually no 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 because what would happen is we'd probably uh what's it called team up together and that's actually what happens too with monkeys, that, man. That's when the, okay. When the alpha... I'm from Europe. Back in the day, it was okay. <laughs> we had guns. Yeah, we well, had we have, spears. We have Anastasia. Yeah. What were you true. saying? <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> we have a Hulk. You know, like, oh, we have a we have a army. Well, that's fine. We have a Hulk. We got we got a, we got a Russian princess. Yeah, Russian, it's okay. Yeah, I, I surrender. I'm done. I surrender. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's true, like... In many places, still, you know, like I, I don't, I, I think we, a lot of people don't realize how 
Shortly ago, it was a killer we killed environment. There was so little natural resources. Mm. And so it was a very dangerous place. Mm. See, like, I, I, I think we, we don't realize that so much, you know. That, that in many places still, you know, the, 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 the difference between life and death is so close. I mean, I can't imagine that, but in certain places you don't know if you will wake up tomorrow because the neighboring trap could come and kill you and, and abduct your children. You know, that's that's just reality for a lot of our history. When you look at our history, like so much violence everywhere. So it's ingrained in our in our in our epigenetics. We had to create that self defense, and luckily times are changing. Even if even the news shows us a completely different picture, but life has never been richer and healthier and warmer. And I and I notice this more and more how how people are becoming like us, trying to make life more beautiful. Here's a fucked up thing, right? Like when when you take away the negative stimulus of dying, mm. it just doesn't disappear because your brain just starts perceiving something as small as. Uh, oh, this person won't let me go through this uh, gate for my mm. airport. This person's mm. trying out yes. to get me. I need to. I need to hurt this person. I need yes. to yell at this person. You're the you know? enemy. You mm. are the enemy. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you don't have an enemy, you tend to create mm. an enemy. And it's like it's like, for example, when when you have a, a job and then you get in a business and you have all this time, it's not actually this fun in games. You then realize why you're just still a piece of shit. Mm. You know, because you have all this time mm. now to think about it. And you become the enemy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In your own self. Absolutely. Fuck, bro. I'm healing so much childhood traumas right now. <laughs> yeah, like white space on the calendar is a devil, man. It's it, Overthinking is one of the reasons why people suffer, right? Yeah. It's like too much time to think mm. is actually yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, it's mm. almost like we look for yeah. the drama. Yeah. Like, oh, there's nothing really bad going on. Let me create some. Yeah. Let me just. Where where is that part in like our psychology? There's like this little fucking asshole inside that's just like, oh, everything's good. We'll fucking you know destroy it. Yell at your girlfriend for no reason. You know, just get mad. Just be like, no, bitch. Yeah. I I think it's a survival mechanism. You know, you have a certain level of happiness. Like when we are children, you're ecstatic and you're screaming, having fun. You're so blissful. What do our parents do? Hey, calm down. eh? So mm. from the from that you're very young, you're only allowed a certain amount of happiness of bliss. Mm. Also, for example, you're very happy. You're riding the bike and you fall flat on your face. So you you're afraid. Like if I'm too happy, I will get hurt. Mm. Dude, that happened in Chiang Mai, bro. Okay, so I literally mom and dad. I was like, this is the first time when I left that I actually missed them. I think it's because there was like this feminine energy there that was kind of like bringing a different side out of me out. The girl you brought? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, everything was good. I was like, man, you know, business is now fixed. Uh, uh, What's it called? Um, My family, like this was amazing. Like this is the first time that I really felt really connected with them after, you know, traveling for so much. Usually I would want to meet them and just like get the hell out. Mm. And then now I was like, man, I'm really going to miss my mom and dad. Um, Because I had like these motivations. Oh, I want to like help my mom and dad. I'm like working. But then when I'm with them, I realize that I'm just spending all my time working instead of being with them. Mm-hmm. It was the first time everything was good. And I was like, dude, life is freaking perfect. I ended up getting like this uh, hotel with my travel awards credit card uh, in Bangkok. It was like this nice sky rise hotel. And I was like, dude, this is freaking good. This is my dream. And it just started going up. And literally something as simple as like, you know, when you go to a hotel and you have like those chips 
and and those like uh, drinks and, and for, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was just taught, oh, don't drink those. That, that's just like really expensive. Like, mm-hmm. You know, even till now, I don't freaking care who you are. I, I always think that it's bullshit if you eat like that stuff. Yeah, the, the hotel time. like yeah. M and M's that cost like seven dollars. Yeah, seven dollars. Like, hell, bro. <laughs> so she she was like she just grabbed one and then opened a bag of chips and, and then I'm just coming out of work and I'm I'm like, where'd you where'd you get those bag of chips? Such She's a like. She's like, oh, it's it's right there. And then literally the moment there, like my brain started running. It was just like, am I being abundant? Am I being scarcity? Should I yell at her? Should I? Should, but if I yell at her, then I'm like reacting. But then if I don't tell her my standards, then um, then I'm going to be taken <laughs> advantage of. Advantage of. And then yeah. literally within five seconds, the worst thing that happened is because, like, and this is what I've been learning uh, with intimate relationships. When these thoughts happen, mm. to then be like, okay objectively this is what's going on so i want you to know like this is not me attacking you this mm. is me perceiving this exact moment of this lower self mic trying to explain to your higher self uh, what this lower self mic is experiencing mm. so i should have just said that right then and there but because i didn't say anything i kept that resentment inside mm. Let it I, fester dude it festered bro mm. it festered i was like okay this girl a bag of chips i start dude <laughs> We then we then um we then went to uh, the what's it called? She's like, oh, let's go to the because she's Russian, so of course, like I have to pay for everything. (laughs) 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 Um, so I just started seeing it from a different perspective, dude. She she wanted to get this. Um, I was like getting all these eggs and steaks and whatever, and I was like abundance, abundance, and she's like, oh, can I get this candy? And it was like a dollar, and then I was just like, no. (laughs) And dude, her face, dude, I, I started seeing. A different like she was super feminine and super warm and kind but then this like like feminist face almost came up she was like what i'll pay you back like what like i can afford this what are you saying you and then and then oh, that's crazy shit. because it literally just got worse and worse until it got so worse and that was the projection at the start the start yeah. the start of it was oh shit she's gonna take advantage of me and then yeah. i'm gonna look for it and then i, I feel like that everywhere. so then all of a sudden i start looking for it and then in her perspective she'll be like well, is this guy trying to fucking control me with his money? Well, fuck his money. Like, I don't need that shit. Yeah. You know, I'm an independent-ass Russian woman, you know what I'm saying? You know, I sell <laughs> courses online to Russians. I work with the best people in the world. Uh, <laughs> so, so good. That's I'm pretty good. I'm so freaking grateful, man. Yaplogadarians. Uh, you know? Uh, but, dude, the most craziest thing is, like, running through all of these, like, programs in my brain of, okay, am I being advantage of, taken advantage of? Or... Is this just a test of scarcity versus abundance, right? In an abundant world, when I have everything, do I even care about these seven dollar mm. chips? Um, and then it was like, well, am I honoring myself? Well, you it's a great point because I don't think it's ever about the money. No, it's not it because about, ultimately it's, it's like a okay, fucking seven dollar chips. It's, it's seven dollar <laughs> chips you spent, fucking but ass. it's really about going. Okay, am I taking event, getting taken advantage of? And ultimately, in relationship, I don't know about you, but for me, I want a partner. I don't want to be a parent. And when I say I want a partner, you I don't want, want someone, someone to call you daddy. <laughs> you know what? That's another subject. We're, we're gonna go into. We're gonna go into that. That's mine. I mean, no, hold it. hold that thought because I want to talk about this. All right? He goes like, oh, hold that thought, right? Issue. But ultimately, when you think about partnership, I think about partnership as yeah. someone that adds equally to me becoming better than what I am now. Mm. Not that's adding something to what I am now. Not 
me, I'm got, I'm leading consistently, and then I'm like, I got a partner that I'm always supporting, mm. right? For me, that doesn't feel like a partnership, and and it's the same thing you think about in business. When you're in a business partnership, it's like you get a business partner because you know that that business partner is going to elevate your business to another level. Subliminal NLP, exactly. Elevate, elevate, to become limitless. Elevatetribe.net. But ultimately. You got to think about that. It's like if I'm in a partnership, what do I value? And ultimately, I can already tell you value being supported in the same way. It's like how are you supporting me as well, and how am I feel like I'm not getting taken advantage of? Mm. Right? My because love language is small gifts. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like little apples here and there, like a lemon. Like is I woke it? up this morning because she knew that I was doing a webinar at like midnight, and I went to bed at four, and like I just saw like a little care package of tea and lemons on my bike as I came out. <laughs> yeah. And that's the fact that she, mm. you're thinking like she's thinking of you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but I think it has a lot to do with culture too, you know. Uh, like in Belgium, women very often demand that they pay equally, mm. which, I, which I like, I have to be honest. <laughs> 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 but but I, then, then I had a few days with, with Russian women and and they were earning literally 10 times as much as I did. Yeah. But then I said, oh, let's split the bill. Was that, oh. the, was that in the first date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know about this. What's your opinion on the first date? Who pays? Split the bill. All yeah. the time. All yeah, the time. Exactly. So there's, really. a, there's a guy, um, this is a good point. So, uh, like nine years ago, I went to this event and um, Neil Patel was there, right? Yeah. You know Neil Patel, right? And he was talking about his philosophy when he goes on dates yeah. and he has a spreadsheet and everything. But he said <laughs> the, first, the first 10 dates, <laughs> I split the bill because I don't want her to know that I have lots of money. money. And he's like, that's a filter, because I can then filter and be like, all right, this girl actually likes me for me, mm. not because I have all this money, yeah. Yeah. but because I'm paying for all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And that actually, I remember that. It was nine years ago, but I still remember that, because I actually implement that as well. Yeah. So I'm like, well, when I went to Thailand, I didn't, but, yeah. but then. <laughs> I don't think it works with like Asian women. They're like, sorry, yeah. cop. <laughs> I'm hungry. So handsome, so handsome, honey. Look at yes. your look at your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 200 baht, 200 baht, yeah. uh, we are <laughs> fucked up. Anyways. <laughs> but no, but like yeah. <laughs> 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 so you do 10 times and then on the 11th bill you're like no, no, i don't do that baby like, let me get this How many people well, I, I, I don't i definitely do it these days because okay. it's just like you know i'm I'm very conscious of it now I like, i'm very conscious of the energy mm. so for example if the bill comes and she just looks at me straight away like assuming that i'm mm. gonna pay that, that's that's like a red flag in my opinion deal breaker yeah. Yeah. yeah well well to me it's it's <laughs> <laughs> like that's fucking it, it, weird. How many Russian women have you been with? Bro? You're cheapskates. Yeah. How many so Russian women? None. <laughs> that's why. No, but, but again, it, it's very cultural. You know, like it's like if you've been raised like in Russia, where men very often, as much as I know, pay for everything because that's their masculinity. Yeah. So if even if they pay earn more than you do, it's it's a sign that you honor their femininity yeah. and that you want to take care of them. Mm. Yeah. Now we we've been grow up in a completely different culture you know and for me I, I look at it like you said it's a partnership mm. it's it's still it feels like me when you buy women drinks and buy them everything you literally treating them like a contract prostitute 
So that that's what marriage could be mm. like, mm. where you pay for everything and she has to give you sex, and then it becomes, of course, a problem because then sex becomes a chore. Mm. Mm. Of course, it's very extreme positioning. <laughs> now I say, but like that's not. I want. I want. I want to look at a woman as a full-blown woman, mm. as a woman that, essentially, most women will get much more out of it. If a woman is in contact with their body, she has. She's like, I'm not fucking paying yeah, for the first ten okay, bills. So Fuck for that. Seven, <laughs> for seven years, I was that guy. I was like the breadwinner provider, mm. right? Like, I basically paid for everything. Well, mm-hmm. most things. Um, but I feel like there's there's polar, polar What's it called? Polarity. 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 Yeah. Like Sexual masculine polarity. and feminine. So for me, I mean, I'm like really in my masculine. So really, my part. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wow, you, bro. That's the worst when, when you masculinity. Uh, he's my Muay Thai trainer, so that's why he probably says I, that. I, I, can, I can do it. Um, so yeah, I, I go for the the feminine, right? So absolutely. And also, it's my upbringing. Mm. I was raised. Uh, my dad's from Ghana, right? And in the African culture, it's the exactly. guy is the breadwinner. The lady stays at home in the kitchen. Like I'm sure you. Yeah, my, my parents too. are the same, but the difference yeah. is my. My mom was so against that. She was mm. like, she worked, Same. she studied. Mm. And when my dad first tried to do that kind of behavior, she was like, I'm not standing for this shit. Like, I want a career too. And this is why I was raised with a partner, like seeing them as a partnership mm. instead of just like my dad takes care of this. Mm. My yeah. dad cooks as well. Yeah. My dad cleans as well. But it's also kind of like a business, right? Like, so when you have a business and you start building it with either two visionaries then nothing mm. gets done. Mm, yeah. Exactly. If you build a business with two integrators, then like nothing really moves because w- they're just all analytical about mm. shit that's not even happening. You need a visionary and you need an integrator, right? Mm. So in my philosophy, and, and, and I always like really ask myself this multiple times, and that is, okay, if, if I'm in my masculine and my biggest goal, because dude, if I'm going to split the bill all the time, what if I don't want to eat like, like, this like the food that she could afford what if i actually want to just enjoy the food because i'm freaking hungry mm, and yeah. i want to share this experience with her and like dude i'm not gonna expect her to freaking cut half of everything you know like in my opinion no, but like but like my thing is if, if i'm focusing all this time on like conquering on my purpose mm. on building this house right this freaking huge house um, filled with all of these things that I buy. Um, and it doesn't even have to be, this is just like a, a metaphor, right? Yeah. I would expect then my partner to be the one that turns that house, that very rigid, um, heartless structure of just ego and turning that house into a home. Mm. And that would be like the, the partnership that, that yeah. I, I find. Yeah, well, to me there, I used to have a lot of rules and I'm throwing them all out. What are your so, rules? Well, they used to be, I will never pay for one until uh, we have something. Sex. <laughs> what yeah, is something? On, on, A baby? On, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I have to pay for this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're pregnant. <laughs> it's your body, you take care of it. I'm just, I'm kidding. Right? You said you wanted a career? <laughs> Go take care of the baby too? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, I used to have all these rules and this and that. and But I actually, you know, when it comes down to it, I just want open communication that's important yeah. for me you know and and depending of the the, the type of women and, and what makes her tick and what makes me tick in that you co-create them and i i hate all those 
classical everybody's using that now but it's it's true you know like if you if you in whatever interaction i have with a woman now in that moment it's only me and her what do you mean well in that moment i try i do my best to forget all my preconceptions mm. that i know what i desire in, in life and in my interactions with women she has her own thing well let's let's see what we can create together mm. and and i used to be very strict this is the way it is and if you don't like it fuck off yeah, yeah. and i think i think you get a point i think it's also about being flexible and mm. and you, what you said was is they're not always going to be earning the same amount of money exactly. i'm not going to be earning the same amount of money as my partner maybe she earns more but it's really about going okay what what is our agreement exactly our personal agreement and going okay well this works for me cool for me personally it's like i i'm the same as you i wouldn't want to look at the bill and go well i paid this much and you pay this much yeah. it's and my you worst. ate a little bit more you had a little it's bit more the worst yeah. i wouldn't look at the bill and go like okay let's split it down the half or even when we're out with friends i'm like yo let's just split it or mm. i put it in this put it in exactly. that it's always coming back and that comes from the abundance mindset it's like i'm creating it yeah i have the ability to create it more but the biggest thing i don't like is getting taken advantage of mm. i'm generous but don't take advantage of it. Yeah. I remember that, that I had a, I had a <laughs> instant a few years ago in Thailand. Mm. <laughs> um, so I paid for everyone. It was, there was like 10 people there. Mm. And it was mm. like me, my girl, and then a few other people, our friends, and then their women. Mm. And I just, that was the first time I met all these people, right? And now I was just having a great time and the bill came and I just like snuck the bill. And it was, I think it was like, I don't know, 100 bucks or mm. something like that. And uh, the, the guy came up to me He's like, oh, did you did you pay? And I was like, yeah. And he got fucking mad. He got really mad. He was like, why'd you pay? And he's like getting angry. I was like, yo, like I got I, I got it, man. Like relax. And he's like, mm. no, 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 no. Like he took it as an attack on his yes. on his self worth. Yes. Like yeah, his, yeah. he like lost face in time yeah. and called it losing yeah, face. Exactly. He got embarrassed, right? And his girlfriend's like, no, no, just leave it, just leave it. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you well, want some money? Paying? He's like, like, you want some money? And he was just attacking me. I was like, I was so confused by that whole situation. Yeah, yeah. I learned like, that from you, though. Well, oh, like, just relax, it, man. But <laughs> it, it, it's it's for sure because it's a very collectivistic culture, and so if you allow somebody else to pay for you, it's it's you, you, he feels that like an insult, as if he cannot afford it, as if yeah, he's not exactly. a full that's born how he man. Based yes. it, that's based on all of his worth. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like, I get my worth through exactly. status of how I can pay and show exactly. you. Exactly. Mm. I, I, I have a friend, he always does it. When you go out, he sneaks always and he always pays. Is that my first too? Are you talking about me? I learned that from you, bro. I learned that from you. I used to be like, you pay for your own shit, but then I'm like, wow, Aaron's so abundant. Yeah. And look at all of like his network. So then I was like, I'm just gonna freaking sneak the bill every single time. Exactly. But I was talking about this dude. And you do, by the way. You do are just the same. Dude, but it was so funny, dude, because we were with all these internet marketers that all just sneak the bill. So I remember we would all just try to be the first one to sneak the bill. And it was almost like a little competition. So we would give it at the end, but they're like, oh, you know, like Aaron already paid. And then I'm like, okay, maybe 30 minutes in. Dude, I remember like everyone was so good at it that I had to give them just my card in the beginning so that I would be able to sneak the bill. But I learned that all from you, dude. And I don't know, I like some may say that is um, like sometimes it's not good, but I, I think that that abundance was really awesome in yeah. my thinking that I learned from you. Yeah, and so when I was talking earlier about scarcity, mm. so that you was, me, so then I went to Thailand and then my 
my mentor there, he, he really introduced me to the concept of abundance with treating people well. Yeah. So like he, I learned everything about how to like wine and dine people mm, mm. to like, you know, what we're talking about yeah. earlier about manipulation. Like <laughs> it was positive manipulation. Though, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, feeding yeah. your That's ass. That's what happens. You fucking be grateful. But, <laughs> but at the same time, manipulation has a place. Like, yes. for example, I, I love to be manipulated by, by the women I'm with. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want my woman to say, do this. I will never ever do it. I want that. Yeah, that's good. But if they know how to place little seats, and I know perfectly well when they're doing it, you know, one of the one of the best things that ever <laughs> that I ever heard was like this. Oh, I would love you to do this, but I don't think you're you're too young. Oh, shit. damn, too young. And I, and I how old are these women that you're I, with? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she was she was she knew me perfectly well. How old are you? Well, yeah, I was just uh, thirty five. <laughs> and then how old was she? Well, she was thirty six. But okay. it's just you know, it, it was very smart because it, it spoke to my well. I believe that most men want to be a hero, at least if you're not a psychopath or a narcissist. You, know, you want to feel valuable. You want to feel. I did something and look how she's sparkling. Mm. It, it fulfilled, well, for me at least, mm. it really fulfills me. You know, when you, when you see a woman like vibe just by <laughs> <laughs> your touch. Watch out, Anastasia. We had to put the podcast private the last time. <laughs> you got too sensual to the girl that had a boyfriend. <laughs> well, you know, we were just friendly. <laughs> But I, I think it's important, you know, that, 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 because I, a lot of men that are caring and strong are also disagreeable. We, we are more, more self, we want to be self-determined. We want to decide ourselves. Mm. So if somebody tells you what to do, that's not very inspiring to me personally. Oh yeah, yeah, same for me. But if they just talk about something that's beautiful, then I'll, oh, I get a great idea. And I know she plays it in my mind. I know perfectly well what they're doing. I know the tricks, but still it inspires me. And I, I know that's stupid. I know that she actually told me what to do mm. in very small detail. Well, not, <laughs> very many, not very many men do. No. In fact, it, it falls, they'll be saying it and blatantly telling you what they want. Mm. And you're like, <laughs> I'm wondering why it, don't get her mm. you're not paying attention mm. like pay attention to the cues mm. Mm. yeah so but then okay so there's, mm. there's I'm not two sides the to bill. that right Ten fucking I, I times. <laughs> there's two sides to that i believe so I'm paying for shit when women say something <laughs> they often don't mean what they say and it's a form of a test right mm. oh it can be a shit test it, it could be a shit test so I, they uh, right? bring in a pua I, I, I like to look at behaviors talk with behaviors yeah, condition you on yeah. <laughs> your she's, woman. She's like domesticate your woman. Exactly. Like, oh, like, I'm kidding. He's like exactly. You no. got me. No, it's like it's like to me. It's about communicating with your behavior. We are still animals, and like we can say whatever we want, but very yeah. often talks talk has not so much influence. Mm. But for example, when you and I don't say punish you yourself or you punish women too the last video it's that like, was it's like of you on my instagram was mm. bdsm yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other ball game but, that, that's <laughs> but it's more like 
when you talk with your behavior, it's 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 it, it gets understood on, on a much more primal level. We can say A, but then if we do B, you know, like it's, it doesn't match. It doesn't match, and I think 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 we forget this sometimes. We we as men we try to get more in touch with our emotions for sure here in Bali and try to become much more verbal about it. But at the same time, it it uh, I believe that a lot of the 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 trust that a woman has in you is based on your behavior, not what you say. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that that that's the power of sometimes the silent man. You know, of course, it can be very frustrating for women because it's hard to connect. But if if he can demonstrate his care and his love and his his feelings, I think it's much more powerful. I don't know what you think about this, Anastasia. Do you do you prefer behavior or Belgium or words? <laughs> She's like both. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know. Or if you did know. Look at me like this. <laughs> She's like... I'm shy. <laughs> okay, okay, Stop. okay. Leave that in sense. Anyways, okay, okay. okay so... Um, <laughs> Let's yeah. get back to the... But yeah, so I, I think it's... Uh, there was like this book that oh I read God. was beautiful about how, how you can use the techniques of literally conditioning to get what you want. For example, there was an example of somebody that had a woman that was very negative, always complaining. And because of what happened earlier in life, she realized that the only moment she got attention from their parents was when she was complaining, when she felt bad, when she was crying. And so later in life, this came back. And and, and, and this man, I, I worked with him and he, uh, well, yeah, he was very heavy because he loved her and he knew she has a wonderful heart, but she was always complaining, nothing, nothing was good. They give into a restaurant, oh, this is shit, and then it's bad, and oh, the waiter is not friendly enough. And he tried to talk with her, but it made things worse. Because, and I, I just said, listen, you're conditioning her. You're, you're rewarding her complaints. Why? Because you want to make her feel acknowledged and loved. And so I advise them to just acknowledge her, but not her words. Just pay a little bit less attention, but then the moment that she was saying something a little bit more optimistic, then he gave her full attention. And you can call that manipulation, but it's I call it communicating with your behavior. And so what happened, like after a few months, this woman was almost transformed without having to fight about nothing. Mm-hmm. Because she learned that she didn't need to complain to get attention. No, when she was optimistic and positive positive then she got much more attention but not only attention that was negative <coughs> that was painful but attention that would made her feel good yeah. so I, when i see a lot with my clients when they come to me and they're like they're so stuck in in those old patterns of fights you know they pre- a lot of women prefer f- fighting above a man that is just not there that is not paying attention because well, they're getting a drum they're getting a heightened response exactly so it's like i'm gonna trigger you no matter what exactly. even if it's good or bad so it's like even if it's a good or bad response it's a response exactly that's better than no response yes which is crazy to me at the start when i first heard this i was like what you want me to go crazy 
Yes. That they get something. It's energy. And it's addictive. You get addicted. So it's like a little coffee. Like you, your, your, your receptors get that 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 spike of hormones, and it makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. It can be very addictive. But it's of course very destructive. Yeah. Because it's it's unworkable. It's an unworkable rush. So that means that it makes your life worse. Mm. So the challenge is then to replace this with workable rushes. Mm. Because it's, it's like people that smoke. Why don't you stop smoking? Well, because that's moments that you do absolutely nothing. Moments that you can just take some time to let go, to not perform. That's why it's so hard for, I believe, for many people to stop smoking because they take like every hour a moment to do nothing. Mm. And if you can't replace this with something much more, well, healthy, then then it's hard because then that moment that you have to let go is gone. I, um, yeah, I want to take this conversation another another way. Oh, okay. So we want to talk about masculine and feminine, right? Because... Okay, cool. Let's get. I'm just curious about your guys' thoughts. I'm going to mm-hmm. add some stuff here. So, I've recently been studying a lot about masculine and feminine energy, right? And I've been learning a lot about myself in the process. Mm. So, one of my things that I've realized is, uh, so basically, my partner is really, really feminine, mm-hmm. like the most feminine partner I've ever had. And what she say? What she say? Why she's so dark? Huh? Why she say why she's so dark? Who? Like your partner? I don't know. Do you remember? Um, because <laughs> she serves all the time, and like you, you tell me, oh, why are you so dark? She's like, I'm so dark because I'm a black man. <laughs> oh no, not not her. <laughs> oh, 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 someone else. Wow, it's been oh, a while. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, whatever. I'm not gonna watch it anyway. But <laughs> what 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 makes her so feminine? Um, not not that one, but <laughs> no, no, but but this no, one. Okay, so. <laughs> When, when a woman <laughs> is being really emotional, mm-hmm. I just perceive that as stress. Like, I just don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, why are you stressing me out? Like, for example, um, one, I had one instance where we were going to a restaurant. We just literally ate. And we were going to a restaurant just to, like, hang out. And uh, we ate two hours prior. Mm-hmm. And then she, she saw something on the menu and she was like, oh, can I have that? And that just, like, triggered me because I was like, we just ate like two hours ago <laughs> and I'm going to be paying be, for it, right? You should not be hungry. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, no. Split the bill. So I said no. And then all of a sudden she starts crying. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she started crying. started crying. I was like, you didn't oh ask to split the God. bill? I was just like, oh. I didn't know how to react. I was just like, I was just looking at her like, why are you crying? <laughs> So this is interesting because you, you said a girl oh. cry. Yeah. You should have fed her, bro. Yeah, You're a bad, 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 bad man. Like, hey, baby, this is meal number seven. Can we just stamp it on your card? And then once we get to 10, then you get your free meal. <laughs> you know, it's like oh a haircut. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you get a free coffee after the 10 stamp. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting when you say, why are you crying? Because yeah. the why is a judgment anyway. Yes. So the moment I ask a why question, mm. I'm already judging you before I ask well, that question. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. And so I'm, then she responds again in again in an even worse state. Yeah. Because mm. I'm not holding space for her. I was mm. just telling. You can never tell. I've later learned this lesson. Yeah. You can't tell people how to feel, or you mm. can't question their feelings. Mm. You just have to like 
as a masculine man, you just have to hold space, right? Just be the container yeah. for her to cry and just let her cry and just be there for her instead of actually verbalizing anything. Like oftentimes, yeah. yeah well, so so very. I'm very attractive, very feminine women, which means yeah. that they can go into the moment completely, mm. which is very nice sometimes, but it's very intense other times. And um, <coughs> I, I, I've learned, I've learned <laughs> to. Uh, she got a stamp, bro. She yeah. got ten stamps. That's so funny. <laughs> You're saying that? I then I hold the space when they float around. And around, no, it's like, and then when I'm attracted to such a woman, like it, it, you can't have one without one. I want a passionate woman. I want a woman that I can ravage, that, I, that surrenders completely to me. But if she can surrender completely to me, that means she can surrender completely to herself. That's what it actually is. And so that also means that very often they also. If they haven't worked hard on themselves, they surrender too much, very hard into the emotion of that present moment, and that can be very, very intense. And I and I and I'm learning to uh, not take it so personal all the time. Mm. I think the biggest problem with men is that we try to solve everything every mm. time yeah. we see a problem or a, there's an issue or there's something that's uncomfortable. We're like, shit, we're gonna fix this. Mm. And I don't know about you. I was a fixer straight up, yeah. you know, as a coach and too, yeah. an emotional intelligence coach as well. It's like oh, I'm gonna fix this, I'm gonna and, fix and usually it's not about trying to fix it. It's about allowing it mm. and allowing her to go through her process and and being okay with that and not taking it personal. Mm. Because what we do is we make it about us. Yes. And in that moment, we're like, well, shit, she's upset. I gotta fix this. Mm. Uh, you got a problem? You're telling me something. What's the what's the problem? They don't want you to solve the problem. They want you to listen. They want you to be. They just want to be heard. It's that same saying: is that if you can talk to a pole, you're going to feel better than talking to nobody, right? It's just mm. you're getting your words out, and through that, she knows what she needs to do. But it's her, just her being heard yeah. in that mm. moment. Be the pole. But that's that's mm. interesting because I've never. This is the reason why I behave the way I do in relationships is because I've never seen that example. Like my mm. father was never that guy. He was always the guy like, why are you crying? Like, Mum would come home and be like, <laughs> Literally, that's where it comes from. It's crazy. Like, Daddy, I want the 10 stamp. She'd come back from work and then she had a bad day and she would be like crying. I remember it. Like she, she was crying and then my dad was like, why are you crying? Like, what's, what's up? Like, <laughs> what's it's like, up? boom, like stone yeah. cold face. And you right? see like, exactly, the, no exactly the same what's thing up, you just girl? did when, when your girl was crying, yes. when she was hot. Yeah, because I subconsciously like learned that. Yeah. So it's like, well, this is how you deal with this shit. Yeah. Like whenever my mom was crying, like even like uh, last few years, my mom was had some instances where she was crying about some stuff she was going through. And I, I was just like trying to change, but it was still like, I was still like my dad in that situation. Mm. I didn't uh, know how to deal with it. It's, 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 you've learned that from a very young age. It yeah. has been installed, you know, like mm. it, it, uh, it's very hard because automatically it happens. For sure, when emotions go high, then you get into fight or flight, even if you don't want to. And then your old patterns automatically happen. And yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really observing all my patterns lately, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Mm. What are some of those patterns? <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I'm looking for validation everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think we all are. And it's like it's like I always said, like I need, I need no validation. Yeah, bullshit. But it's like, 
like I, I, I notice that sometimes I give a lot, I give a lot, I give a lot just to give. Like I said, cuffed contracts, you know, it's like... You give to get. Yes. Mm. And so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that and to, when I do it, just acknowledge it. Yeah, I say this because I like you. Mm. I want you to want me. Mm. Oh, and a good way to look at that is to go, what's my intention behind saying this? Mm. And asking yourself this. And I recently was speaking about this. Um, about relationships when we get into it first we want them to like us we want mm, them to exactly. approve of us and yep. we're like i'm gonna put every card on the table to mm. make sure that you yes. love me back or you show me appreciation exactly. or you show that you approve so ultimately it's like you're never ever yourself at the start and it takes exactly. at least a few months of you going through it and then being with that person on a consistent basis before you take off the first mask and then well, the second mask and then the third mask yeah, I I I believe at the moment I'm at the moment at the position where I think that everything is bullshit. Uh, that that I'm very good at being very transparent. Mm. But to do really? that, yeah. yeah. But the problem is, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't even know if that's the truth. So I I say whatever is true for me in that moment, mm. but. At a certain level, I think I have no clue I am because I've been lying so much to myself for so many years. And it's not so much lying, it's more like creating mental mull upon mental mull upon mental mull. And so what is true? Like, what is what is true? Like, is, is it just a mental construct, my identity, who am I and what happened to me and all the stories that I create around this? It's like an entire book that is continuous in my mind mm. but but that prevents me and, and a lot of us to really connect like what if what if i'm absolutely nobody what if i'm just and i'm trying to do that at the moment like when i connect with a woman or with friends also you know try to be just there mm. and when things mm. come up like you are doing with with, with your partner well, people that you connect is with. It, is he's like, his eyes are like, my partner? He's like, <laughs> Mike, is it, is uh, uh, Mike, I don't know if you should ask, is this official? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like that, that you're in the moment when you notice your own patterns, that you're, that you're clear about that. that uh, these are my patterns, you know, this mm. is what seems to be true. And this is what I do every time I get into the situation, mm. like noticing yes, that because exactly. we all have a, a certain exactly. way of being. We all have that book, right? We all have that book where this is like our, our book of laws, like the Hammurabi's code yes. of, yeah. you know, Emil of mine. Like, <laughs> Damn, you're a big here, book. Here's a manual study, darling. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it's like, it's almost like uh, I learned this at the Tantra event. Remember when, when I was like mm. telling you about that at the party? That was pretty interesting. Uh, but it's basically when something happens, you basically pull out your book and then you tell them, hey, I'm about to like go meta on you right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally gonna show you the code. So this is not me showing you, this is higher level me speaking to higher level you talking to the funny little humans that are just kind of like bickering right mm. now. But yeah, the, the, I have a bit of problem with a high level, higher level. I, I met some people here, it was interesting. And she, she, she told me, hey Nico, I have a hard time connecting with men. I'm like, oh yeah, why? Because they function on a lower consciousness. <laughs> you understand those people? Yeah. And like, 
it, 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 it's just different. It's a different way of communicating. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually disagree with that. I mean, like a lot of our minds that we're really doing is just like very primitive needs. Like how can I have more sex? How can I make more money, get more resources? Mm. A lot of it's like pretty, like if, if you put a scheme of things, yeah. like pretty well, simple. Well, I, I, like everything that we're doing right now is in some way trying to increase more sex, survival and replication. So survival, mm. we need more money because in, in our mind, the more money we'll have, the more likely us and our loved ones will survive. And then replication, the more we have sex, the more our seed, it's like the closest thing to immortality we'll ever have, mm. you know? So, I don't so know. wasn't that wrong? Wait, wait, go, 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 mm. just that thing. Going back to like, who's your daddy, right? Who's your daddy? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh yeah, this is you, I bro. No, 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 he, I want to hear him talk. I want to. I want to ask you, like, what? <laughs> who is your daddy? <laughs> 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 who's your daddy? Like, is this shit weird? Like, I, I don't know about you, but I for me like personally, that. like, if if I'm with a girl and she's like. I can't even say it. What is the face <laughs> that you're making? She's like, say yes, yes. Like, you know, fuck me, daddy. I'm like, yo, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, well, man. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> like, you like, like this shit? So, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. That do feel good. Let's so, talk about this. Okay, I well, need a refund. Well, it's, it's, it's about eroticism. And eroticism is what sets humans apart mm. of animals. That means that through our erotic exploits, yeah. We uh, we become uh, we we learn to step into our truth. We learn to overcome old patterns. So very often, what makes us very hard now has been installed f between our ages three or six. So what happens when we're young, little boys and little girls? People don't realize they are multi-orgasmic. Little boys get micro erections. I'm not fucking kidding. Micro erections. I get that. I'm sure I had bonus when I was under seven. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and little girls get 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 wet. And people are like we can't think about, it. we can't talk about, it, but it's reality. And and they find it out. Like I have a different pipi than my papa and my mama. And so they 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 get curious and they start exploring. And what do they find out? It feels really 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 good. And so they have a, it's like an innocent sexuality. They touch themselves. Why? Just because it feels good. There's nothing filthy about it. Just, I like my body. I get that, but how does it come to who's your daddy? <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> and so this then they then then they explore themselves and they like to explore each other too. Yeah. But then the parents walking. The daddy. And then all of a sudden they get punished. You can't do that. They get shamed. And for a child, that's horrible. That's the worst thing that can happen. Because like biologically, if that happened in the past, they had a higher chance of dying when the parents were angry. And so you learn from a very young age that sexuality and the people you love, in that moment, your parents, it's not allowed. And so it's like, a, and later in life, then the daddy thing is a way to revolt <laughs> fuck me daddy is like fuck you daddy i like to fuck yeah and so you so it's learn going against the grain yeah it's yeah. like it's like a, a stepping into Rebel. your power yeah. and into your right to enjoy your body yeah 
and, so, and, and, so like so rebelling I'm rebelling yeah. against yes. my daddy by yeah. telling my partner yeah, yeah. like like daddy. you overcome the barriers for <laughs> your pleasure you know, like that is that in that's why for example in in times where there is much more more strict or in place where there's much more uh, rules about sexuality that's much more erotic mm. for example, in Japan like exactly oh, or yeah. the fact of Victorian era it was filthy they had little they had like that's when like a marquis de sad came in all those filthy orgies where they it was really debauchery why at serves nothing was allowed mm. but then to revolt against that to to step into yes i want to feel full pleasure that is part of being human you know i i, I take that that right then we do that through sexuality and and what you for example see well, like I said last time, we, when it comes to BDSM, a lot of very powerful men love to be humiliated. Yeah, to get, yeah, I've heard that so many times. CEOs, yes, women, lawyers, women, the same thing. Like to get dominated. Yes, yeah. very strong, powerful women. Mm. They are so long to let go, to mm. not having to take responsibility, not having to provide direction, to finally let go. Perhaps even get spanked and slapped. Why? Because. <laughs> Yeah, I really like. No, I get it. I have some I, women yeah, that I, I slap in the face and they love it. <laughs> Why in, in that moment? <laughs> well, it's it, it's no. because it, because it it, it has no. two things. First thing is, it I'm goes so sorry for anyone that's been a victim. Listening <laughs> 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 to this shit, she's like daddy. What but the like the thing, why why? Because in that moment. It goes completely, it's like a revoltation to the person that I had to create. I have to be a strong, independent woman. Mm. And a man has to respect me and has to do this, 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 and this. But then I go very dominant, but it's with love. It's not like, oh, I slap your mm. ass. Well, depending <laughs> of, of what we like. But like in that in that moment, in that moment, <laughs> she can just let go and, and surrender and, and allow me to take her to 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 a fantasy world that alone she she's dreaming of she's reading her into her romantic novels mm. you have to do that so, uh, some it's romance like, novels the yeah. things that you read in that i did it a while i studied that a while which books yeah well the first was just um dangerous men and the alabaster girl you ever read that no no and but I, I, there were a bunch of eroticism books i forgot the names you know but like the stories you read in there are incredible Women are so erotically, very often, much higher than many men. This is we, why we this are very why, simple. This is why know? Fifty Shades of Grey popped off. Yes, mm. like, but that was that was like that was vanilla <laughs> compared yeah. to the rest. But that it, you but read. it's still like it became mainstream, mainstream in society yeah. to the point where yeah. people were like, exactly. "Holy shit!" I walked in exactly. my mom's room one day and I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck, mom? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, but I think it's it's. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we, we are in a post-feministic society where there is so much pressure on women to be it all, mm. to, to take responsibility, to be independent, to take it all into control. And they can do it, and very often much better than many men. I'm all for that. But at the same time, so we have like, I always say we have like a bonobo society. It's rich, it's safe, and so the need for a very strong, violent man is not there anymore. Mm. And so men, women, like with the bonobos that live in a rich, safe environment, start to work together and take their rightful place mm. because I'm all uh, for re equal rights. But at the same time, we still have a more chimp-like body. Mm. We get 
Oh, it was evolutionary adaptive to be attracted to a very strong man. That's why some of the assholes have the most wonderful women. Mm. Even if it hurts their heart, it warms another part of them because those guys just take them, ravage them, and make them feel like more uh, like a like a woman, mm. like a desireful woman. So I, I see a lot of the, the clients that come to me that have learned from a very young age that being sparkly, liking pink things and stuff, that's been frowned upon. Mm. But then when they perform in sports or in school, then they get attention, mm. and so they have to they suppress that that part of themselves. And then later in life, you know, you know, th th the same thing happens. Then they see like they, they're wonderful. They have everything figured out. They worked so hard. They have a beautiful business. They have an impact. They're, they're beautiful. They take care of their health. On paper, like they're the perfect, the perfect woman. But then nobody is attracted to them. Mm. And this is what you were going to say about masculine and feminine. Because mm. it's interesting because... Men haven't stepped up for years to the point where we don't need to step up anymore because there's no wars and there's no shit going on right now. So it's like women have literally had no choice. If their man's not stepping up and they're masculine, then the woman will mm. take control. And once a woman takes control and takes her masculine, it's very hard for the man to come back into it. It needs to be a dance. Yeah. And this is some of the biggest problems these days is that men don't know how to be men. And understand how to be masculine, but then also how to understand their emotions and mm -hmm. know that they can go in and out of it and it doesn't have to be one dimensional. Yeah. Like so, classic yeah. example is um the food, right? Like if you're going out to eat <laughs> and and, the, and, you, and you're like and the girls the girls like, Where where do you want to eat? And then oftentimes this happened to me before, not now, but before, I'd be like, I don't know, where do you want to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be controlling. And that's like what do you she like? wants you to you lead, know, lead, and take her to the, yeah. to the restaurant of your choice because that's part of being a masculine man, right? Like mm. making the decisions, right? Being decisive. But then, mm. when you're forcing her to step into her masculine, now she loses trust for you because she's like, "Well, I, this is like I'm supposed to be in my feminine. You're supposed to lead, but you're mm. not leading, so I got a lead. So now I'm not going to trust you with other yeah. stuff." Mm. Yeah, but so so I. I, I say with you, other love boys that get punished when they're young and they want to provide direction. So you get, get a lot of men don't learn that anymore, you know. Uh, but at the same time, like a lot of the women that come to me say like, men are intimidated by me. No, they're just not attracted. Because there's no, in their, in, in their communication, there's no place for you as a man. There's no place for you to give. There's no polarity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so... For example, after a few days, like, where is this going? Yeah, no, that of course is a, is an anti Ophrodias, anti Hotverdomme, anti Aphrodisiac, because you know, like, you already uh, for sure if you're a strong man and a, and and, and, uh, and you have it for figured out, you know, you already have so much responsibility. So then, when you want to come with your own, and it's again another responsibility in all those tasks, you know, that you you have to talk about negotiating you have to work really hard before you no well you know what let's make it simple i believe that most men want to be trusted and if a woman gives give the impression i trust only myself i will take care of myself i need nobody how can you feel trusted 
It's also the if there's no polarity between the two, it's mm. like it literally will phasel out in of two course. seconds. There has or, to be or fight. Yes, the, the masculine feminine, and they're gonna or they're gonna fight for a position. Exactly. So naturally, it has to either come on one side or come to the other side and keep switching. Mm. Where the hell does yeah. that come from? Like, why 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 are we designed like that? Why do you think? Nature, bro. I Nature. think it's, 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 it's natural yeah, do, chemistry. Do you think, do you think freaking uh, Tiny and Chinzer are like, oh, you know, I'm in my feminine right now, and then well, oh, Tiny know. leads. Yeah, Tiny's Dude, the leader. I don't leader. know, man. You should have seen. You should have seen uh, Chinta messing Tiny up, <laughs> messing Tiny up, man. Whenever I see them on the beach, Tiny's always like the one that's like leading. Yeah, and Chinta's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Chinta's just like the worst guard dog, though. <laughs> She's like, oh, God. but like. Do okay, so maybe I think it's dogs. a natural, like it's a natural chemistry in our bodies. We don't naturally go, okay, I'm leading no. it now. You're. Are there you know, are there any animal species out there where um, the men aren't stepping up as men? Like do chimps? Yeah. Are like, there some well, chimps that well, are like? First of all, like the bonobos, the women is the boss there. And if men are too aggressive, they get punished. That's one thing. Then the hyenas. There. I was about to say hyenas. Uh, uh, a female yes, hyena is bigger than yes. the, the male hyenas, and they're like the the boss. Yeah, and then also wow. the the mm. how you call them? I look a little like Tyrannosaurus like, Rex. No, no. Oh, <laughs> praying mantises. The praying mantises, yeah. 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 Men are just sperm and fruit. And the worm, the the woman eats the man after yes. sex. It's horrific. Can you imagine if that's what, how that's like? Can you imagine if evolution was like that? We're like, oh wow, well, we never ejaculate there, <laughs> dude. Don't one, ejaculate, man. Come on. Don't do it. You're <laughs> dying. Your first one night stand, you're just dead. Yes. You didn't. Timmy didn't survive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy didn't survive. But I feel like there's some women out there that they they are mas they're in their masculine in their career, for example, and then mm. when they get into an intimate relationship, they just surrender. There's some women like that. Or it's hard for them to surrender too. Yeah. Like, but some of them like it though. Like some of them actually enjoy like not being not being number one. Yeah, but in their intimate relationship and mm. just. You know, surrendering to their I, partner. I, I believe it is. It's, it's, it's in everybody's different, of course. Uh, yeah. But I, I believe it's biological. You know, like like I said, for most of our histories, it was a very dangerous world. And then, for example, people say like polygamy, like monogamy was is not over most of the history. Polygamy was the main thing. One man, multiple women. And they say, yeah, it's patriarchy. No man, men died. Young boys are much more vulnerable, so in childbirth, in childhood, young boys die more, and there was much more fights, and much more wars, and men were dying. So there was one man for every three, four women, because young boys and men were dying. Mm -hmm. So it was much more evolutionary adaptive that there was one man and multiple women. It's, it might sound controversial, but that's just how it was. It's better to have one man that is strong and powerful that survived than no man at all. You know, it, it's... It, I believe that like it, that specialization, I call it specialization. I don't call it patriarchy. It was a natural specialization that was necessary to for survival. Now that's not necessary anymore. But our bodies are are not evolved so fast as the society. It's funny because at your event, mm. um, <laughs> I remember all the women. In, at the, at his Which event. was everyone. Yeah. 99% of the people that go to their events are like good looking. There was one girl who said, and one I don't want any guy that hasn't done the work on himself. And they were like, yeah, me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's crazy though, because most men haven't done the work on himself. And I know that because this year I've been doing a lot of work on myself. Mm. And it's, there's so much shit that I've got to deal with. 
like just in my personal life and it's I'm thinking to myself, wow, if I'm doing all this work on myself, imagine like all the other guys that haven't done it who are getting these women, like they think it's all good and then all of a sudden they break up or they get married and it doesn't work out. It's because they haven't done the work on themselves. And we've seen like some of the people that you brought on stage, Mm. like we've clearly seen examples of these people that have done the work on themselves and now they've got a great relationship. And it's just like, wow, I'm just thinking about how much work it takes to become that man who's really stepping up. That's it. It's a consistent mirror when we get into a relationship exactly. because the shit is always going to magnify whatever's mm. in us already. So with relationship, it's always like, you can say, yeah, cool, I'm going to do the work by myself, but ultimately mm. you're doing the most work when you're in relationship. Absolutely. Because that's where you are you can't hide it. Mm. It goes and, even more on steroids yeah. in open relationships, I hear. Cool, that's another story. That's that's like it. <laughs> Your woman is with other men. And then you're with other women and then you're constantly just like, well, this is how I feel. Well, that's how I feel. Okay, great. And then they were tell like, I have some friends that would just have open relationships and they were like, man, dude, I learned so much of my own insecurities and like, I've grown so much. So even like, pardon me, like maybe I want to like test out some of that. Well, it does. I think it does trigger a lot of stuff. You ever try it? Would I ever try? I haven't tried it. Would you? I'm not close to it. I think um, I would have to be with that person for at least three years minimum mm. before I even, and I would have to know that person intimately before I decide to bring any other energy into it. Yeah. Because I just feel like if you haven't dealt with your shit and you deal and you go into that and you bring other things, it will trigger a whole bunch of stuff and trust. And yeah. so, so, so. I, I worked with a couple that, 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 so for me, it's a bit, there's a big difference. A lot of people go into polyamory, because it's uh, because of, from a, a place of scarcity and fear. Mm. That was me for many years. But the problem is then exactly. When so let's no explain for whoever's listening what polyamory. Polyamory means that you have multiple relationships, okay. love relationships, and yeah. you have many forms of open relating. You know, it's it means not lying. So you're dating with with several several people. Yes, but uh, but for many people, it's a way of feeling safe. Mm-hmm. So if they get left off, so if somebody dies, you know, you don't end up alone. It's like asset diversification and investing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> however, however, the, 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 the problem is that when you do it from a place of scarcity, like you said, it's like a magnifying glass of all your insecurities and all the problems. And then it's very messy. It's very painful. Uh, for example, I worked with a couple. They were together for 20 years really open really lovely and they opened up the relationship but in that moment they came into an extreme crisis why the guy is very disagreeable and he always did whatever the fuck he wanted but when you do that when you're opening up your relationship then it's a completely different story because then when you do just whatever you want then you hurt your partner very very deeply and in that moment that moment says now it is enough and and so it is it it is something that makes you grow very strongly but first of all you have to be able to stand intensity and that's not so easy you know that's what i teach people but it's not so easy and the second thing is uh you have to be willing to stay in it and i see a lot of people they 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 they, they just use it to deflect from their own vulnerability but of course, that, that will never work because if somebody comes close to you 
and you open it up to other people, then your own vulnerability will be magnified. So it's like it's like a contra contradiction in terms, you know, you try to do one thing and you get the other. So I believe that, that an open relationship can be absolutely beautiful when it comes from a place of, place of abundance, where, like you said, like I think you, your idea is much more... I want to do it from the start, and that never worked. Mm. Uh, but again, everybody is different, you know? Some people, for example, in Colorado, there's an entire scene where people grew up in 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 that environment in, in that environment and that's different they have a working model mm. for that where they they saw people connect in adult ways very mm. conscious ways well that's different so i i think it can be an absolute tool to for personal growth mm. but it's a very hard one it's you a very either, difficult one. you either watch the secret or you just have an open relationship mm. You either watch The Secret or you just have an open relationship. Same shit, right? <laughs> Anyways, guys, it has been an hour and a half, and uh, we're going in. Thank you guys so much for coming up. I'll put everyone's links in the description. It's like a super abrupt ending outro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>